welcome back in. It is the Bill Michaels Show on a beautiful Wednesday. I'm Ben Kenny. That is Grant Bills. Talking about a disappointing weekend. Looking forward to what hopes to be a more promising one, at least on the football field, on the baseball diamond. I don't know. Can't go as far as to say that yet. NFL week one, Grant. It was interesting. There was a tie which is just hilarious that you have to bust out the tie column in week one. There were graphics posted on social of retweet. If your team is still undefeated, that kind of deal. And Grant, they included the Colts and the Texans who tied. So that is just terrible. The first big L from, from week one. What I, when we talk storylines coming out of it during what caught your eye from the first week, I, we're going to do a little back and forth rapid fire. I have many. I'm sure you as well. Oh, and it appears grant the uh, connection slow to process again. Let's do this while I get grant back up and running. Let's go to the phones quick line one. You're on the bill. Michaels show. Who do we got? Uh, you might want to change your news drop in. The Badgers are favored. They're not underdogs. Oh, I got you. I, uh, on the update. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I will get that checked. I'm, some of the stuff I don't personally hear. And then also there's a lot going on during the breaks, but I will, uh, I will get that amended. I appreciate it. All right. On that note, Grant Bills, you are back. Am I back? Yeah, go ahead. Is that one on Zach? Did Zach misspeak? I believe so. With this Wisconsin Sports Zone Network update, I'm Zach Heil Print. I just have that drop ready to go all the time. Uh, my NFL storyline. The Falcons. Um, the Falcons make me feel good about Scott Frost being let go at Nebraska. I love Nebraska and Scott Frost and how they were always blowing games in ways that I couldn't imagine. And I was worried that maybe Scott Frost leaving would ruin that. But the Falcons have shown over the last five or six years, it doesn't really matter who the coach or the quarterback is. Some teams are just wired to blow games in hilarious ways. And the Falcons did it. And I just enjoy that. So that was one of my storylines that I really enjoyed. Yeah, they really are Nebraska football in a way, but different. Yeah. Like they they are the team that when they are up big, you know they're going to lose. And it makes no sense. It's the same deal with Nebraska, different, but the same idea of if it is within one score, they are going to find a way to blow it. It is amazing. Yeah. And Arthur Smith, Art, after the game, I think, go ahead and I think he said, write our obituary. And which I found to be a funny quote because I'm like, okay, people will like they thank you for the approval. I also one mini storyline from this game, and this is a fantasy storyline. So if you're a fantasy player, big time like this might interest you. Does Kyle Pitts? What is his deal? He was he was touted Ben Kenny as a Hall of Fame tight end out of Florida, and he had two catches for 19 yards. And I'm just waiting on the Kyle Pitts because right now he just, he doesn't do anything. That was a tough day for me, for my brand. I am 100% all in on Kyle Pitts. He was targeted seven times. I didn't watch this game fully live. A, A lot of other stuff going on at the same time, obviously. Rather concerning. I own a lot of Kyle Pitts stock. That's one of those deals where like the first quarter earnings definitely weren't good and you know, there's potential there, but you also could see that, you know, maybe the market just isn't good enough for your stocks to really succeed. Johnny Munt and Josiah DeGuara 
two tight ends that played in the Green Bay, Minnesota debacle on Sunday, both outscoring one Kyle Pitts. Unnecessary comment. Uh, <laughs> unnecessary piece of information. Also, oh, sorry. The Seahawks had like three tight ends that did well. I, yeah, I and I had only heard of like two of them. Will Disley was the one I knew, but the others, I'm like, who are these guys? Yeah. Oh, no, no, they have no fant, don't they? That's yes. right. Uh, which, interesting trade. All right, that's that's one. I The biggest thing for me from the weekend, the NFC's contenders just look like crap. And this goes back to Thursday. We talked about this game last week, but the Rams, I mean, Stafford doesn't look like himself in that game. They turn the ball over at a crazy clip. The Bills do whatever the hell they want on offense. They turn the ball over a couple times, but the Rams look extremely beatable week one. We know what happened to the Packers. We've talked about it. The Niners lost in Chicago in a rainy, disgusting kind of game. But Trey Lance is not, he's not there yet. I think that's fair to say. I said on Friday, you remember. That's the game where we see Justin Fields is better than Trey Lance at this point. And I think that proved true. The only one that really showed out was Tampa Bay, but that was against a really stinky Dallas team, a a Dallas team. Kind of. I I mean, they settled for a lot of field goals. They moved the ball. Well, I Brady, you know, he's Brady. He looked pretty good. The Bucks defense is good. Dallas though. Like Dax obviously hurt for a while, but I think Dallas sucks. They stunk with Dak though. I think it was Cowherd yesterday who I heard say the sky isn't falling with Dallas because the sky was never very high to begin with. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if adding Jimmy G or, you know, fill in the blank with any backup helps Dallas because they stunk with their guy in the other night at home. I have a name for the Cowboys. Yes. Cam Newton. (laughs) What? Explain. Oh, oh, as, as they should get Cam Newton. Yeah. Do you want to know why? I Go ahead. Well, yeah. they let Amari Cooper go. Michael Gallup's not back yet. Their passing game is just an atrocity. So they might as well just never pass the ball again. Like, <laughs> would you rather Cam Newton and Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard run the ball 60 times or Cooper Rush throw three passes? Hmm. 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 Can I say neither? Can I say none? Yeah, this does kind of tell you where the Cowboys are at. Also, um, what does Mike McCarthy do? Gets fired. What, what does he do? He doesn't do the offense, the defense. He's uh, got bones, fossil special teams. So is he just vibes guy? Cause I can't think of a worse vibes guy. If all you're <laughs> going to do is vibe. You know, I can't think of anyone worse than Mike McCarthy. He's like, vibes I, and time management, which I mean, lost them a playoff game. And also didn't he turn over time? Doesn't he have an expert for that now too? He's delegating everything. Yeah. I don't know. Tough. It'd be like if the Royal family put Prince Andrew in charge or whatever the pedophile one. Sorry to the royal family to call him out. It's like you don't really have power. You're a figurehead and you just project strength for our country. Oh and we're going to put the one person in there who everyone hates. It would be, I think his name is Andrew. I think that's. And then when you realize it's not going well with Andrew, you just move the king or the queen onto the sideline. Jerry Jones yeah. might just be the coach. Yeah. Yeah. Which would be. And then, yeah, Queen, Queen Elizabeth, RIP, would be doing pressers every yeah. day to basically dump on Prince Andrew. Yeah. So I, are you ready to overreact after week one and write off the Cowboys? Cause I sure am. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. The Eagles are great. The The Eagles hype is real. I the disagree. Eagles are a very good team. I disagree. I don't know. Super Bowl hype. Maybe not. 
but playoffs winning the division for sure. You don't oh, think so? Yeah. Well, they were a playoff team last year, and the Cowboys Fair. made the roster worse over the offseason. The Eagles got better. They'll be in the playoffs. They'll win the division. But I just, I, until Jalen Hurts can consistently win games with his arm, I don't buy it. Not to mention the defense. The defense made the Lions look like super dynamic. The Hey, the Lions might be super dynamic. Amon Ross St. Brown is a top 12 wide receiver in this league at this moment. Hard to He's disagree. Excellent. DeAndre Swift is awesome. I they yes, just he is. I don't know what to make of of that game on Sunday. Can I can I ask you a question that forays us into another NFL storyline? Absolutely. You said you own a lot of Kyle Pitts stock. Where do you stand on our our brothers of the Big Ten, both Noah Fant and TJ Hawkinson? I like Hawkinson a lot. I, I'm not the biggest Fant fan. Uh, I do, Kyle Pitts. You would think. Even with Mariota or Ritter at quarterback, you would think they would love giving the ball to Pitts and Drake London. Those are two physically imposing guys. Hawkinson, I really like. Uh, Fant, I don't know. It's a crowded tight end room. I, I, well, yeah, when you're in a room with Will Disley, that's of course he can't get any targets. It is. He's playing with Will Disley. He's a baller. No, I like He's Hawkinson. He, I think he has a good year, but I don't know. It's Jared Goff. Like Jared Goff is exactly who we think he is. Yeah, I mean, they played in the Big Ten. They've been catching passes from a Jared Goff-type quarterback for years. I don't I don't see what the issue is. I, that uh, is grossly, grossly disrespectful to Jared Goff. Nate Stanley is no Jared Goff. Let's just say that. Um, he's no Jared Goff. That is true. That is disrespectful. Uh, uh, I have a reaction. Yeah. Did you have something to say first? Well, if we're talking Big Ten, I, you have the floor. No, I, we'll get to the Big Ten in a bit. Okay. I just... Okay. I, Everybody should know sitting at home in the car, wherever you are, if you want to feel better about your life in general, watch Iowa try to play offense. It is truly remarkable. I don't know the last time this has happened in a football game. They lost to Iowa state 10 to seven on Saturday in general through two weeks, 16 punts, 14 points. They blocked Two punts, Grant Bills, and did not turn any of them into points. They scored one touchdown against Iowa State. They have one touchdown this year. It came when they intercepted the opposing quarterback and started on the plus 15-yard line. They are they had 150 total yards in a game. They are the worst offense I have ever seen play football. Wow. So if you want to feel better, go watch them. 2022, who needs offense in this day and age, in this brand of football that we play? Uh, another reaction from this weekend, and it's actually building off of something that we we first maybe discussed last week. The NFC West might kind of stink. That's usually a pretty elite division, and at times it's been it's been the elite of the elite. Like the Niners, the Seahawks, the Rams have all been contending for Super Bowls in in different stretches, and the Cardinals are just that feisty team. They're not the Lions, they're not the Jags, they're not that bottom of the barrel division team. The NFC West might not be great this year. It might kind of stink. It's going to look like it in week one. I had that written down. A couple of things stick out to me there. Number one, you are grossly disrespecting Geno Smith, uh, winners of Monday Night Football, well, <laughs> the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. Number two, I, and may, like, <laughs> I think the Niners will be okay. I thought that was a weird game. Trey Lance made some big mistakes. I'm not sold on him, but I think the Niners as a whole will be okay. I Like the fact that was a monsoon. I think played against them. The Rams, 
I don't know. I, it comes down to what Stafford looks like going forward. So if that arm's okay and he's okay, they will be fine. But the Cardinals, Grant, like I get the Chiefs are impossible to stop, but the Cardinals look completely lost. And I didn't understand the Cliff Kingsbury hire at first. That's a dude that barely broke 500 with Patrick Mahomes as his college quarterback. I, I've never been sold on him in general. You know the whole Kyler pouting on the sideline deal that I've gone through oh, yeah. over and over. I, the Cardinals, I just, a lot of talent on that team, but they just look completely lost and poorly coached. So a couple of angles here with the Cardinals. Um, I think playing the Chiefs week one was like the worst thing for them because they had a huge offseason of quarterback drama and and just big storylines. A lot of, lot of reasons to doubt the Cardinals, right? There are a lot of people this offseason basically I'm out on the Cardinals. I don't trust Kyler. This stinks, and I don't want to go anywhere near it. Maybe a little dramatic. But then we get to week one, and they get absolutely plastered by the Chiefs, and everyone's like, oh, we were right. Right? The Cardinals are a joke. We, we should not buy into that team. And I, I don't know. It's just one week, but that's, that's going to take some time to climb out of that hole. You mentioned they have a lot of talent. They've also spent two premium first-round picks the last couple of years on two linebackers and Xavier Collins and Isaiah Simmons that just don't play, and they can't play. And they're getting gashed in the middle of their defense. So this team has also spent some money and some pretty high draft capital on players who just stink. That is true, Grant. I have a DM here. Uh, Otto chimes in, and this goes mm-hmm. back to the Broncos and Monday Night Football and the Seahawks. He said, other than the Packers and the Broncos... Who else can't get a play called and run in 40 seconds? Uh, Packers actually broke the huddle with five seconds left on the play clock after a timeout. That's the question. Uh, There are two teams that come to mind. Number one, we just talked about them, the Dallas Cowboys and uh, Mr. Time Management McCarthy. Number two, the Wisconsin Badgers. Sucks to say, but they they had a delay of game out of a timeout on Saturday. They did see that. Um, That's brutal. Yeah, the... I'm with you on the Cardinals thing. I If they can't play defense, they won't win. And yes, playing the Chiefs, like the Chiefs know how to just completely uh, put on display your deficiencies on defense. And they did a very good job of it. And Patrick Mahomes in September is absurd. And Andy Reid, I, I think historically, has been very good in the first month or two of the season. You can probably speak to that too, but it's not the time you want to play the Chiefs and with everything swirling around Arizona, just, just a poor set of circumstances all around. So the NFC West, might stink. And if it does, the ceiling of the NFC, which we already believe to be pretty low, it's even lower. It gets a lot lower. Yeah. I said on Friday, I mean, I, I don't see if this is the Packers best chance to win the Super Bowl. Like there have been great chances in the past, but they are not going to meet much resistance if things click to get there. Okay. Here's a thought that popped into my head this morning. I also had a a Badgers thought that popped into my head on Saturday that at some point when we talk about them, I need to admit to. So I'll tell you about that. Here's a thought I had popped in my head. I'm thinking, hmm, this Packers season feels like last year, feels like the year before where they lost to the Niners and the Bucks in the playoffs. I don't think they'll lose to the Bucks again. And I don't think they'll lose to the Niners. So I'm trying to spot that team that's going to appear from the shadows and stab me in the back in the second weekend of January. And you know the team I settled on? Your Philadelphia Eagles. I, I just see it. I grossly disagree. Really? But we can get into that. I, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. I just, or 
it's kind of it goes along with NFL week one stuff. The pass rush isn't there. The defense has more talent, but it got gashed by the Lions. And I, I in general, I don't think that team will win playoff games until Jalen Hurts can win games with his arm. Like he's great yeah, with like, his legs. He moves the like chains. Jimmy G won that game with his arm last year in Lambeau. Yeah, but the Eagles don't have that defense. Fair. I I also don't know how great that Niners defense was, but I didn't mean to bog down a really fun, rapid-fire NFL conversation with this. So you, bring me no, some. it's, I don't know. I'm just not a buyer, and this is coming from someone who generally roots for the success of that organization. Uh, we've touched on it throughout today, but new coaches in the NFC North. I mean, Matt Eberflus in Chicago, a a impressive first win at home. And then I think Kevin O'Connell over, I, he delivered on everything and more that Vikings fans wanted. I know in Minnesota, they're talking super bowl and all this crazy stuff, but early returns on those guys are, are very positive. And that is after the Packers were graced with a, I, for lack of a better term, an incompetent head coach in Matt Nagy, which we learned as time went on, they were blessed in the division to have Nagy. And then at the end of the Zimmer era, that those teams were kind of dumpster fires with talent. And now it looks like they have competence around them. Well, following Mike Zimmer, that's a pretty good spot to be in, right? Can you manage a clock with two (laughs) minutes left in the first half? All right, you're an upgrade, right? Are you smart enough to move your best player around to get him the ball? Justin Jefferson's probably a top three or four player in the NFL. That's how good he is. He's up there with Mahomes, Aaron Donald, pound for pound. He's one of the best football players in the NFL. So O'Connell can manage a clock, check, and get the ball in the players of his best hand check. Like that's a, that's a good spot to be in. It's not like you're taking over for Johnny Carson here. You're replacing Mike Zimmer, who it sounds like everyone just hated for the final year. He was there. So I agree with O'Connell. Eberflus will see that rain game is weird. MVP Kirk cousins. Awesome. That's that is impossible. (laughs) It is physically spiritually. It is. I will never Watch a year in the NFL where that is allowed to happen. Voters won't have it. Um, I also will note that uh, the Eberflus game was weird in the rain, but all Justin Fields needs is not Matt Nagy there. They just need to play to his strengths. Like Matt Nagy, I think, grossly mismanaged what he asked Fields to do. And I have always been a massive Fields fan. So just getting anybody else in that room to help him, I think will be very important. So there's that. A big note, uh, Tua Tagovailoa in Miami is undefeated against Bill Belichick. And the Patriots also kind of look like a complete dumpster fire. Look, look, I don't know if the, I don't know if the Dolphins are good and I don't know if Tua is good, but the opposite of what happened to the Cardinals offseason doubts made it 10 times worse by getting smoked by the Chiefs. The opposite happened in Miami, where we're offseason. We're like, oh, kind of a fun team. I don't know what they can be, but we'll see. And then Mike McDaniel has that moment, and Tyreek Hill talks about how big of a set his coach has. Like, vibes are great in Miami. And that can power a team, especially with a new head coach. That can power a team for a little bit. That matters. The Patriots also, I think, have one of the worst rosters in the NFL. Can you think of a more boring professional sports team than this New England Patriots team? Wow. No. Well, they're not fantasy relevant at all. More boring. I mean, it's terrible. I'm not going to go there. Do you watch Game of Thrones or have you ever watched Game of Thrones? Yes. I don't know if I brought this up to you last week. Maybe I did. But you know how the Knights watch? Like it's this ancient order and it used to be like, man, 
you wish you you wish to work on the wall. What a great honor. And then by the time we're kind of watching the show, it's like criminals and stuff are sent there. I was listening to a podcast last week and they compared the Patriots coaching staff to the Knights watch. It's like, we really don't have anyone. We got Matt Patricia coaching offensive line and Joe judge doing that. Nobody's qualified for what they're doing. We just have no one and we'll hire no one. It's a mess there. Yeah. You mentioned that on Friday. I like that comp a lot. They, they right. just, it's a mess on the staff. They, they have no talent. I was trying to rack my brain for a more boring team I was going to jokingly say the Brewers when the bullpen comes in, but I, oh, I'm i not going to go there. I chose not to go there. So I, But I cannot think of a more boring professional sports team. Uh, college is a different story. But, then I, but, even, but they're entertaining because of how yeah, bad it is. That's the thing. That's the thing. There are teams that are so bad that you actually want to watch them. The Patriots are that terrible middle ground. Yep. Uh, a couple more quick things to hit. I mean, the Chiefs offense... We've touched on it. It kind of looks better without Tyreek, but that goes back to our conversation of it's an offense that does such a good job at just, you you could plop a wide receiver Juju in there and they'll have success because of the great job they do scheming just in general, the deception and the talent of the quarterback. So that's what stuck out. Uh, The Justin three words, Travis Kelsey is underrated. They still have Travis Kelsey and we don't appreciate how good he is still. That was four words. By the way, sorry. And uh, Trubisky. So I, I mean, Pittsburgh for a second here. I thought like I thought they would beat the Bengals. I thought they would cover definitely. But Mitch Trubisky is quite literally Big Ben. <laughs> the, the recipe is very different, but the final result is the same. They could not be more different in stature and age and physical skill set. But the result is the same. That's just someone who's not very good. 21, very but it's they throw the ball 40 times. They pick up 175 yards, throw one touchdown, and then pray the defense does enough. He was 21 for 38 for 194 and one. It's just, ugh. Uh, that's all I have, really. Uh, it, week two should be interesting because the overreactions have gone crazy. You know, you talk about the Vikings and the win and what they could do in the NFC and moving forward through all of the rest of it. Week two is interesting. Water finds its level eventually. Maybe that will be the case with Green Bay. Maybe that will be the case with the Vikings. Who knows if they look like world beaters again come. Oh, oh, one more thing. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Is Carson Wentz good? No. And if so, why does the media refuse to acknowledge it? Carson Wentz was really good on Sunday. Except for the two bonehead interceptions that almost lost them the game. Like that's Carson Wentz. He can make amazing throws and drive and uh, he can look at times like in a half as the best quarterback you've ever seen. And then there will be a four drive stretch where he hands the ball away in crazy fashion to lose a football game. So I, Carson Wentz, I think still is who we thought he was surrounded by a lot of talent there in that wide receiver room. But some of those interceptions are yeah, just John Dotson. Woo. Woo. Good. Yeah. Hashtag good. I've seen that work before. Also, the Raiders uh, lost, but Devontae went 10 for 141 and 1. Methinks we will see that in the future. Yeah. With Adams, I I feel like maybe I get why the Packers wanted to still give him an insane amount of money, even though he's old and like, okay, maybe I see it. That dude is, he's insane. Yeah. He went nuts on, there's one clip online of Asante Samuel Jr., young corner for 
the Chargers just getting completely toasted by Devontae. Impressive week from him. The Raiders do lose, though. The Packers as well. We're going to hit on them more as we move forward throughout the day today. Coming up a little bit later, buying or selling. There are odds. The NFC North odds have changed drastically since last Sunday, as well as to win the NFC Conference as a whole. We'll tell you what that is coming up in a bit and how we feel about it. That is Grant Bills. I'm Ben Kenny. It is the Bill Michael Show. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. It is the Bill Michaels Show. Quick segment here as we move forward. Matt LaFleur is at the podium now. We will catch that a little bit later on in the show. Talking about Bears Week. Talking about Eberflus there in Chicago. Luke Getze as well going to the Bears from the Packers. It's kind of like they have little planted Packers coaches all over the north to go get behind enemy lines and, you know, sabotage what Green Bay does, right? The NFC North is so toxic. It's like Hotel California. No one ever leaves. Like you can, as the song says, you can check out. You can leave the team you're on, but you're not going anywhere. Just go to Detroit. Players too, like TJ Lang, go to Detroit. Equinemius St. Brown, Zadarius Smith, Shannon Sullivan. They're all over the place. It's toxic. Well, Ebo likes to say that the other teams get the Packers scraps. Yeah. Sometimes. Does Zedaria Smith look like a scrap? No, he, he does pretty not. pretty good. Yeah, 877-867-1670. You want to chime in, do it. I wanted to talk a little Badger football. We've we've uh, expressed whether we should temper expectations for the Packers in terms of moving forward. I think offensively we should until we see it all click and until they get healthy on the line, until Lazard comes back, until they get going. Different from last year where we saw what happened in week one It was a a weird outlier turnover game from Rodgers, but the pieces, the weapons were there. Now we don't know how they're going to be utilized. And I bring this up a lot. Aaron Jones touched the ball eight times. He can't can't have that moving forward. Packers defense, Grant and I also agree, they'll be fine. A product of the preseason, what we saw, a lot of at least on Sunday. How about the Badgers? You said you had Badger thoughts on Sunday, Grant. Oh. When we look forward... Uh, one, what was the thought? But when we look forward, I, does this loss against Washington State completely alter how we see the rest of the season going? Uh, maybe, yeah. Like, I am now cowering in fear at the thought of the Ohio State game as opposed to just feeling generally uncomfortable. Uh, so I, I feel worse in that way. My Badger thought, you're going to hate this. So I watched the Badger game, right? And then the late-night viewing was Nebraska- versus who did they play again? Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern, which is what's Brett Favre's school? Southern Miss. Yes. Right? Okay, so Georgia Southern. Yep. So I'm watching Nebraska, Georgia Southern. I think, wow, this Georgia Southern team's really, really mixing it up with Nebraska. They're playing well. And then at some point I thought, huh, that's Clay Helton. That's the guy who used to coach at USC and was the ire of Colin Cowherd for years on end. Clay Helton, not big enough to coach at a big-time program like USC. And then an hour later, as the game went on, do you want to know what I thought? What? You're going to hate this. I thought, huh, Clay Helton, 
I wonder, I wonder what he could do at Wisconsin. Oh God. <laughs> like he seems to have lots of moxie. I wonder what he could do if he was in charge of the Badgers. Is it only a question of moxie? I mean, <laughs> because well, does Paul Christ have any moxie? Does this program have moxie? No, the opposite, but I think it yeah. is one extreme. Uh, Paul Christ objectively uh, is, especially publicly to the media and elsewhere, one of the less moxie people. I don't know what the verb oh, yeah. is there or the adjective. He has yeah. the least moxie ever, so people want to go back to the other extreme and hire some D-bag coach that didn't work somewhere else. Oh, Clay, don't do, don't do my guy Clay Helton dirty like that. The guy that I hadn't thought of in two years. That was a big win. Big win on Saturday. Huge. I I guess, I guess the headline here is for the first time in the Paul Christ tenure, my mind wandered to a point that maybe Paul Christ isn't the best we could do, which I love Paul Christ. I always have. I've never gone there before. I'm not saying he should be fired. No, 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 no. But I, the wheels were turning in my head and up until that point, they had never with Paul Christ. There are many that are with you on that thinking along the same lines. I can't directly disagree. Like when someone brings up the trajectory of the program, I give every program a pass for 2020 because it was so weird in college sports and it's so hard to operate under those circumstances, but it's undeniable. Like they have, they have fallen short of expectations for some years now, especially offensively, especially from the quarterback position. And I, Chris fingerprints are obviously all over it. I think the biggest question you can have for him right now is from what we saw on Saturday, the team looked more sloppy than we've seen them in quite some time. When you think of a Wisconsin football team, they are never the one committing 10 penalties. They're never the one handing the football away or almost never. So the fact they were sloppy to that point and unable to execute, I think that is concerning when it comes to the coaching staff, like Chris rebuild his offensive staff. And the early returns are not that good. Like Graham Mertz has looked terrific through two games, but the running game has been really inconsistent. The offensive line has been inconsistent at best. So when you look at like, this is an important season. When you look at the hires he's made, I it's fair for the people to have the questions. Um, When it comes to actually acting, I think that's a completely different conversation, but when it comes to where they're at right now, I think it's undeniable that they're that, at least things are not trending in the right direction. And a lot of that can be tied to the head coach though. I, as I've said for this season, it doesn't change what happened on Saturday. What I think going forward, the Ohio state game was always going to be a bloodbath. Like I, I hate to say it. They're just, they're that talented on offense. You're playing there at night. That's not a recipe for winning, especially if you can't run the ball. Like, you know, we've known Wisconsin to be able to do, it comes down to the Minnesota game. I've said that all off season. And I still believe that, I think Minnesota has a better chance at winning it than I thought last week, but still the big 10 West sucks. I I don't think you have trouble with Iowa, given what we've seen from that offense. Purdue hasn't beaten you in 20 years. Nebraska just fired their head coach. Northwestern lost at home to Duke. Illinois had trouble on uh, against Virginia. They turned the ball over four times in the first half against Virginia. So the West sucks. You're going to have success there. If you can steal a win at Michigan State, then you're all the way back on the train of this team could win the West. It comes down to the Minnesota game. And if they win, uh, like that's what the season is, and that's what will define, I think, where Paul Christ is at. So uh, that game against Washington State doesn't change how I view the program. Fair. 
Here's one more observation that I had that might not mean anything, but I want to add it. This is an eye test thing, not X's nose, not depth chart, not too deep, anything like that. I'm getting a little sick of watching Badger home games where the other team and their sideline looks more amped up and into the game post jump around. Is that fair? Yeah. I feel like this is happening a lot where the jump around happens and then I look around and it's the other team that seems amped up like they're going to be excited to go win this game, not the Badgers. Yeah, it's happened. I mean, each of the last two years, it happened with Michigan last year. They were completely demolishing Wisconsin in every facet of the game. And the juice on that sideline was clear. It happened on Saturday as well. And that's because Washington State was in a game and they believed they could win. And for whatever reason, and Wisconsin players have talked about this, they didn't have any juice on their sideline, which I think is a problem. Does that go to the head coach? I have no idea. Like at some point, team-wise, you just got to get up for an out-of-conference game. And you have to be sharp. And they weren't sharp. But yes, that is, it's frustrating to watch and it's troubling. Those players are more focused on going to the KK club for root beer and pizza than they are winning a game. And that's just this generation. I've had enough, Dave. <laughs> At least for the day. All right. Sorry. 877-867-1670. More on all this coming up. When we come back, buying or selling the odds as they are currently set to win the NFC North, to win the NFC as a conference. We'll get to that next. That is Grant Bills. I'm Ben Kenny. It is the Bill Michaels Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, we're back. Bill Michael Show, Ben Kenny, Grant Bills. I have an interesting piece of news, Grant. Oh? Ian Rappaport. Many know him as the guy to appear on this show once or twice. Uh, the guy that really? retweeted me once back in the uh, couple summers ago has tweeted 1236 PM. The bears have placed ahead of this game against the Packers. I will note first round offensive lineman, Alex Leatherwood on the non football slash this list. He is now out for four weeks minimum my understanding, Rappaport says, is Leatherwood has mono. Coach Eberflus said, quote, we feel great about where he is and him coming back. Now, I believe Alex Leatherwood was the guy from the Raiders that the Raiders yes. cut because their new regime just thought the old regime butchered every draft pick they ever made, which hard Because they did. Yep. Uh, and then the Bears have since picked him up. I don't know about how contagious mono is, but... One of their offensive linemen has mono. Do you know the nickname for mono? No. I believe they uh, refer to it casually as the kissing disease. Oh, so it would, I I see. Uh, It would depend on how much activities I understand. I suppose it wouldn't have to be kissing, but, you know, close contact. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's airborne. I think you're really, you're really needing to get in there. That is my understanding as well, but that is worth monitoring. Uh, The first thing I thought of was Sam Darnold, where ESPN (laughs) flashed the graphic when he was out, when the Jets were playing, I think they were playing the Eagles or someone on Monday night football. And it's a, it was a moving graphic of Darnold folding his hands. One of those, like they do for stats or highlight packages or bios. And it says out indefinitely 
mono. mono. But it was such an intense graphic. Yeah. That's why it was funny. Uh, ridiculous. Oh. So that's worth monitoring. Alex Leatherwood. Uh, I don't believe he has been starting for the Bears or started last weekend for them, but he is out with mono. We will see. You can they're... get it through kissing. You can also be exposed by sharing a glass or food utensils. So Worth monitoring. No. We'll see. Yes. Uh, buying or selling Grant Bills? Ooh, kind of has to do with the Packers and, and the Bears. and I, It doesn't have to do with mono, but... Um, yeah, I couldn't really think of the best connection there. But buying or selling. I have new odds. DraftKings Sportsbook Online. The NFC North, after the Vikings win over the Packers, the Vikings plus 100 are now the favorite to win the division. And the Packers next to them plus 125, the close second. Do you buy the Vikings where we sit today being the favorite to win the NFC North? Uh in a literal sense, I said on my show yesterday to not bet the Packers or the Vikings. I, I would just stay away. I don't know how you would bet the NFC North right now. Maybe the Packers, because you get slightly better odds. Maybe you're thinking this is the best number you're going to get the Packers out the rest of the year if you're a Packers believer. If you believe in the Vikings, you should have bet them a month ago. And if you believe in the Lions, you should have bet them six months ago. So from a Vikings, they look like the favorites. So, I mean, they're very close to the Packers odds-wise. I don't necessarily disagree with the odds. I just wouldn't touch them. I wouldn't bet the NFC North or any future in the North right now because you're not getting good enough odds on the two teams that could actually probably win. And the number for the Lions was bettable months ago, but not anymore. So it is notable. I will say the Vikings visit Philly. They're an underdog. The Packers uh, on Monday night. The Packers are big favorites against the Bears at home. This could be the best price that it's at for the rest of the year if the Packers turn it around starting this Sunday, because you would think yeah. this Sunday is a win. The Vikings could drop the game in Philly this Sunday. Then they would be tied. Yes. You know, uh, the Vikings would be one and zero in division, whatever, but the price could drop after this weekend. So I, if you want to jump all over it now could be the time. Yeah. If you really believe in the Packers, then you're kind of buying a dip here because if you believe the Packers are going to be great and win this division, this is probably going to be the best number that you're going to get. So go. But if you're not really confident on either the Packers or the Vikings, just bet something else. So even with that change at the top of the North, the Packers still have the sixth shortest odds to win the Super Bowl, plus 1,400. They are still ahead of the Vikings in that category, which I would agree with, I think. The ceiling is no doubt higher. It's Aaron Rodgers, but I don't know. I It's weird when the markets trend that way, yet uh, on the other, you know, more long-term view, Still have the Packers. The the Vikings could be Bitcoin in this scenario where the oh. Packers are like your super dependable IRA that just might be missing a couple key investments, a couple key are, strategies in there. Are our kids, and I'm not planning on having kids anytime soon, but you know, one day, I don't know about you. Are our kids ever going to hear about Bitcoin? Is it ever going to make it to them? Like yeah. if I tell my, my child one day, ah, oh, they're, this team is Bitcoin. Are they going to know what the hell that means? God, I hope not. I hope it doesn't stay in our zeitgeist that long. But yeah. it's fun right now comparing teams to Bitcoin. Yeah. Uh, another one real quick. We talked about the Badgers. Odds to win the Big Ten where we sit today. Ohio State still minus 230. That's what it's always been. Michigan plus 500. I will say again, as I said last year, I picked Michigan to win that game in the big house against the Buckeyes. I was all over them. I'm back all over them with J.J. McCarthy, a quarterback. Plus 500. You're pretty much getting plus 500 
to win just the Ohio State game in Columbus because the winner of that game will win the conference. So I will note that's a good bet. Penn State, though, is next to plus 1,000. Then Wisconsin and Minnesota are tied at plus 1,400. Hmm. Hmm. You think Michigan's that good? Yes, 100%. Talent-wise, explosiveness, defensively, added some key transfers there, and J.J. McCarthy's a baller. Well, then bet the Wolverines now, right? Then that's a good number. The way you explained it, you have me buying. If that but means anything. It could easily be a loss given I, they're visiting Columbus and the winner of that game, you know. I, I think Michigan's undefeated entering that game. I think Ohio State's undefeated too. So yeah. if you are a believer... the price. Yeah. That's why you're getting plus 500. If you are a believer, that's what the bet should be. Michigan to win the Big Ten, maybe not uh, waiting to see what the line on that game looks like. All right, we're going to step away, take a quick break. Coming up at 1 o'clock, Matt LaFleur, Matt with the media. We will hear what he had to say and then react to it as we continue throughout the show. That is Grant Bills. I'm Ben Kenny. It's the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers on the practice field today, a little shorthanded at inside linebacker. Rookie Quay Walker had to leave the Vikings game with a shoulder injury after colliding with running back Delvin Cook. Chris Barnes came in to replace him and just five plays later was carted off the field with his right ankle in a boot. Matt LaFleur. Obviously, KB, it it looked pretty significant. I think we avoided uh, significant injury, so that, that was... Um, some good news today and you know I, I we'll, we'll give Quay the week but we're hopeful that he'll be back ready to roll the team has placed Barnes on injured reserve and promoted offensive tackle Caleb Jones off the practice squad before he signed on with another team one of Jones biggest supporters in the locker room is Aaron Rodgers yeah I thought Caleb had a great camp you know deserved to be on the 53 lucky to get him back bright future in his league you just you can't teach that kind of size but take the 6'9 340 out of the way the way that he worked from spring to fall camp and then throughout fall camp, he has what it takes to be a player in this in this league. I told him that uh, a couple weeks ago. I really like the person. I think he's a you know a really good guy and excited to get him back. Jones started 31 games for Indiana, playing mostly at right tackle. Um, I'm extremely proud of what I've been able to accomplish. You know, um, I think I've made um, huge strides and improvements just in the right direction in terms of pass pro, you know, run block and run technique. Uh, learning the scheme, body weight, body control, just everywhere. I feel like I've, I've made improvements, and it's just about you know continuing to do that. And, you know, I think if there's one thing that I can really say that I've done in the last you know month that I've been here, it's proved to myself and proved to a lot of people that you know I deserve to be here. You know, despite the undrafted free agent tag, that I'm somebody that can play in this league. That's Packers offensive tackle Caleb Jones in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. Welcome back in Bill Michaels show. Quick one here. We're going to hear Matt LaFleur next. He was a little, I don't want to say chippy, but some of those answers we heard earlier in the week were quite, I, I don't know how to exactly put it like chippy would be a good word, but it's not, it wasn't with any sort of direction, but the whole, you know, we won't put Jair on Justin Jefferson because we don't want to change the whole uh, process and approach from our defense. I, 
I don't know what I'm looking to hear now. Like he's Matt LaFleur, he speaks in cliches, but I'm interested to hear what his tone is at this point. Look, I'm with Matt LaFleur and Joe Barry on the Jair thing. It's it's a fan thing, right? We're dumb. When Justin Jefferson plays good, well, why didn't you just put Jair on him the whole time? Right or in the NBA playoffs when a player goes off. Well, why didn't you just have Giannis guard him the whole time? Because that's not how the defense is designed. It's not how it's set up. So I, I get LaFleur's frustration a little bit, but... Dude, you give three press conferences a week. Like, just learn to deal with it. You know, baseball managers give three a day. So let's be better, Matt. Come on. Yeah, and it looks like it aged Craig Council exponentially as the year goes on. Yes. As we get to September. All right, we're going to step away. We're going to take a quick break. Matt LaFleur's press conference, you will hear it next. Grant and I will then react as we look ahead. It's Chicago week. Tomorrow we'll do the whole, like, the Bears suck thing. That wasn't quite today. Tomorrow is the Bears suck day. We'll hit that. Matt LaFleur is coming up next. That's Grant Bills. I'm Ben Kenny. It is the Bill Michaels Show. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.